And good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Jamal About Sports, the post-Thanksgiving football feast, Monday football show, Tuesday edition. The show of record that everyone's been waiting for. That is absolutely correct. I, as always, am your host, Jamal Hayden, and you just heard him. The man, the myth, the legend, riding shotgun, as always, my man, A.G., what is up? Heroic is the word that comes to mind. Heroic. Heroic, in that I trudge the elements. Ah, yes. To be here for this very podcast. Yes, it is a... It's a, uh, as my man Fred Schneider once said from the B-52s, it is a dreary downtown day. Uh, It has been raining all day, uh, all night, apparently no let up in sight. This will be uh, going on tomorrow as well, but nevertheless, we carry on. Big show to get to tonight. We've got lots of football, as I said, pretty much football all the time. And we start, that was actually Blue Monday by New Order. The uh, intent was to play this yesterday on the Monday show. Blue Monday, not because we were blue sad, blue to honor the Honolulu Blue of the Honolulu Blue and Silver. What team would that be? Detroit Lions. And of course, I don't know what, if any, uh, blue they call the uh, Cowboys Blue. But the blue that is uh, in the stare of the Dallas Cowboys. And, by the way, nice job out of your Cowboys wearing those good blue jerseys on uh, the Thanksgiving Day Yeah, they do that on Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, Because I know typically Cowboys wear white at home. They wear blue on the road. But for the Thanksgiving Day game, they wear the blue jerseys, which is uh, is a good spot because it's it's an excellent look. And they're always hesitant to wear the blue jerseys because their record in the blue jerseys has not been historically great. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, I've always thought the Cowboys had a good uniform, but uh, it, it looks better and better each year by comparison to some of the ridiculous junk that we see uh, in, forget it, I mean, college, we, we know, is, is ridiculous. All you have to do is watch the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but you, in don't the, even, you don't even have to go any further. Yes, but in the pros, I mean, the Jaguars have wretched uniforms. The Broncos' uniforms are terrible. Patriots uniforms, terrible. Uh, the Vikings used to have good uniforms. Now they made their uniforms terrible with those dumb matte helmets. By the way, all matte helmets need to go. They all have to go. That is a terrible look. Uh, partic- particularly, flare, man. It's flare. particularly in the NFL. I, I mean, uh, those uniforms are bad. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of bad uniforms. I don't even really want to get into it. I mean, the Dolphins uniforms stink. They actually wore... Their th- and it's funny, I never thought the Dolphins uniforms were great back in the day, but they wore their throwback uniforms uh, this past Sunday. That's, it's a good look. I mean, you know why? Because it looks like a football uniform. Look, the Dolphins are, 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 are behind the eight ball because their colors are a joke for football. So, I mean, teal and orange, you can't get worse. Yeah, but that's, that's Miami. Yeah, I understand. I, I get it. Oh, they, and, and boy, do they love, I mean, they, they love every minute. They like their pastels down They there. love every minute of it. So I understand that they don't have a lot to work with as far as color scheme is concerned. But at least those old jerseys with the good white helmet, with the gray face mask, with at least that, I mean, and also their mascot's a dolphin. Again, not great for a football team. <laughs> yeah, it's, not <laughs> it's not exactly uh, striking fear. I in like hearts. dolphins and porpoises as much as the next oh, guy. But, um, pheno- it's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal animal. Um, Smears around, as far as we know. But, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. We'll start out with uh, the Thanksgiving Day games. Um, I, I watched some of the yeah, last... All right, so no, we're going to start out with a lot of fashion talk here. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, look, 
Uh, uniforms are, are a big part of football. I mean, they just are a big part, part of sports. You root for the uniform. That, there you go. Exactly. As I believe, I believe Jerry Seinfeld said, or maybe not. I'm not sure who I contributed to, but I think he said you just, you know, at a certain point you're just rooting for laundry. Um, <laughs> That's essentially the case. And uh, yeah, that is it, that is so, indeed so the case. Laundry. So you're you're Hollywood blue and silver. Yes. So give me your honest assessment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, neither of us have any ability to be objective yes. in any way, shape, or form about our, our, our respective teams. Yes. But having said that. Mm-hmm. As Larry Day would like to say, having yes. said that, yes. give me your three quarters of the way through the season assessment of the Detroit Football Lions. Yep. Okay. Um, I will say I will say that um, when you have a really good quarterback in this league, it makes up for a lot. And the Lions have a really good quarterback. Um, is he perfect? No. Uh, he missed some throws sometimes? Sure. Um, he certainly has cut down on uh, the big mistakes that we saw in seasons past. Uh, as his 19 touchdowns of five interceptions so far this year will we'll speak to that. I would imagine his fourth quarter rating has got to be through the, through the roof. And that's the other thing. I mean, look, he now has 27 fourth quarter or, or, or overtime wins in 104 starts in his career. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Um and, uh, you know, so he's obviously he's a big part of it. Um, now, it, would I like to see us play a little more aggressively on offense than, than the Lions do? Yeah. Uh, I think they're far too conservative. Uh, I now dubbed the, their passing attack the three yards and a cloud of dust passing offense. Um, because not exactly what you're looking for to passing offense. Not really. Um you know, look. Even with that, that might that matchup nightmare he's got. Sorry, <laughs> Eric Ebron. Yeah, I mean, he the Vikings completely took him out of the game on Thursday. He actually has had a decent year, though. Um, he's made some plays. He's made some plays. He's had some big first down catches. He's made some plays this he year. He certainly has done nothing to hurt you this year. Uh, he hasn't. Listen, he'll never play up to his draft status as being a tenth overall pick. I mean, there's just no, there's just no way he can. Uh, again, you don't draft tight ends in, in the first round particularly that high. Year after year, year after year, you have to watch Aaron Donald right. up 10 sacks right. from the defensive tackle position. Correct. And again, and if you were going to take an offensive player there, you know, there's you could have had or you could have had an offensive lineman like Taylor Lewan. You could have had um, OBJ, although we'll talk about him a little later when we do a, a different segment on the show. Let's go to that. But, um, but in any event, yeah, so you know what? Look. It, 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 they've obviously, they've trailed in the fourth quarter of every game. Uh, they're seven and four. So I guess you could say technically. That, that's incredible. You played 11 games. Correct. You trailed in the fourth quarter. Every single one of your games this year has come down to the last minute of the game. Um, right? pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, that, that is statistically, that is accurate. I, I think it's slightly misleading. They had a huge lead against the Colts. They blew the game late and then trailed in the fourth quarter. They led at halftime against the Vikings, and, and late into the fourth quarter, they blew the lead late. They beat. They were leading the Redskins throughout the whole fourth quarter until they led Kirk Cousins to score on a 19-yard, uh, you know, quarterback keeper, basically on his own read. So, you know, it, the idea that you know, it's not like they've been down three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They've but, all been but, close but the point games. Every single one of these games has come down to the wire. Well, yes, that is true. That is true. They have not, and, and yes. The Packers game kind of came down to the wire. They, look, they were getting killed. They were losing 31-10 at halftime. 
Yes, they kind of made a little bit of a valiant comeback in the second half. Let's be honest, Packers took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half of that game, too. However, to be fair, they did get a, if, had they gotten a stop on a third and eight and not let Aaron Rodgers out the gate and let, and, and let him run for a first down, they would have gotten the ball back with a chance to win that game, too. Um, Houston game, they lost 20-13. to 13. Uh, had Jim Caldwell not had a brain cramp and decided idiotically to onside kick with three timeouts and two minutes and 55 seconds left, down 20 to 13, instead of kicking it deep, trying to play deep, get a three and out, get the ball back. Now they might have a chance to come back and tie that game too. But you know the point is, it's not a sustainable formula for success, in my opinion. I just I don't see it. So I mean, your assessment is almost the exact same assessment of uh, of my squad. Well, it, it, when, when you say such and such is not a, a formula for success long term, right? Well, well I mean, so so there's two sides of the argument. One is the Lions are now a team that knows how to win, which as a Lions fan for 40 years, it's hard for me to say those words with a straight face. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, to say a team that knows how to win in Lions in the same breath. That kind of history. Correct. But so far but they have. That kind of history. Right. I mean, exactly. This is, again, the team that last year – Lost on a play where they had a pinky scratch Aaron Rodgers' face mask on a lateral play. Not even a play where Aaron Rodgers was in the pocket as a quarterback. On a last-ditch, no-time-left-on-the-clock lateral play, Devin Taylor's pinky grazes the face mask of Aaron Rodgers. He does his whiplash. He you gets know, infuriating, and, and, and he, just, he, gets, he gets the call every single time. Well, you can't breathe on the guy. I mean, even last night's game, last too. Night, right, last night's that, game, too. That's ridiculous. 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 It's ridiculous. So, anyway, so that gives the Packers an untimed down. The Lions coaching staff goes into panic mode, doesn't put in their Hail Mary defense for whatever reason, because they thought the Packers were what? Going to try another hook and lateral play again after, because that was the play they ran before. Uh, don't have Calvin Johnson out on the field, and they throw a Hail Mary to the tight end of all people. Not even like a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson or an A.J. Green type wide receiver or a Des Bryant, one of these big tall guys that go up. A tight end. Oh, my God. So I, I, that, that just happened last year. Mm-hmm. So I've got plenty of history, recent and ancient, to it inform... something nightmarish is just lurking around the corner. Correct. So my overall assessment this year, Stafford's played great late. The special teams have been great. Prater has been unbelievable. He's a huge weapon. I mean, the dude calmly drilled a 58-yard field goal against the Vikings to send that game into overtime. I mean, that's that's not nothing. That's right. not. And I know he's made huge kicks before. I know he's a 64-yarder. That was when he was with the Broncos, and it was in Denver, mile high. He made a 59-yarder that year where the Bears had that ridiculous win over the Bears. I mean, the Broncos yeah, yeah. had that win over the Bears in mile high. With Tebow, he made that was in 2011. He made the 59-yard field goal to to put that game into overtime. Guys, guys got a track record. He's a hell of a kicker. I was thrilled when the Lions picked him up. Um, so you know, look, special teams have been very good for the Lions, and it's oftentimes not a part of the game that fans focus on. It's oftentimes a part of the game that never that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, publicity unless you've got a dynamic returner, which the Lions don't. Although Andre Roberts does have two punt returns for touchdowns this year. Um, one was against the Bears when that game was pretty much out of hand. The other was two weeks ago in Jacksonville, which obviously mattered a, a great deal because they won by a touchdown in that game. Um, but the rest of the special teams has actually been very good. Sam Martin, the kicker, their, their kickoff specialist slash punter has been very good. He's flipped the field on many, many occasions. Um, here's a perfect example. The game against the Vikings um, on Thursday. 
So after uh, we go up, uh, after Prater kicks the field goal to tie, which by the way, here's the difference. Here might be the difference. Four years ago on Thanksgiving against Houston, that ridiculous game where Justin Just Morissette was down. Correct. Uh, Jason Hansen had a chance to win that game in regulation. 47-yard field goal, hits the right upright, bounces out, of course. Matt Prater has a chance to tie the game this Thanksgiving with a 47-yard field goal. Center cut. Thank you. Overtime. Now, ensuing kickoff, Sam Martin. Cordero Patterson is a problem. He is an excellent kick returner. Just had a 108-yard kick return, 104-yard kick return the week before. I think he's got five kick returns and touchdowns in his career. And they're they're all over 100 yards. And they're all over 100 yards. The guy's only been in the league about four years. Yeah, this is his fourth year. Right. That's exactly right. The guy's really good. He's dangerous. Sam Martin mishits a kick there, or Sam Martin doesn't kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Who knows? Vikings might have the ball to 40, 45. take the ball away from you, take the ball out of bounds. Right, something. Something could go wrong. In, in years past, something goes wrong there. Sam Martin, I, I, I know you know all about his 10-yard punt in the playoff game. So, I, I, and I'm saying, to, I'm saying to my dad, I'm saying to Jim, but, by the way, I guarantee you he, he, he misses this. I guarantee you because it's a big spot. Because he's choked before. And you've got 40 years of, of history that dictates. Exactly. He's, he's gonna, he will do something now, to help you lose the game. Now, no one's going to write about it. No one's going to say anything about it. Guess what? Kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Get, they start at the 25, that sets up the whole thing, right? He kicks a bad kick there, goes out of bounds, they start at the 40. Now all they need is 20 yards to get in the field goal range, right? Or he kicks the ball short, Patterson gets a good return. You know, who knows what could happen? When you kick it... He did his job. Exactly. And no one's going to talk about it, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So the special teams have been great. He's been really good. Prater's been outstanding. Coverage units have been good. And can we also mention that you won that game in large part due to a guy that you the, the, the much maligned yes. cornerback Darius Slay? Well, listen, I think Darius Slay is a nice player. Um, I think Lions, the Lions fans slash media slash whomever is at the helm of their organization tend to anoint guys who are good superstars because the, the bar is so low. It's so low. Right. So... So, so Darius so you're Slay. So you for a team where the bar is set so low, right. so that if you just play okay, then 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 the thought is that the, the player is much better than than, than he should be touted. Right. And well, look, you know, he was a high second round pick. I mean, he's got all the physical ability, right? He's six feet, 190 pounds. He runs a sub four four. You know, he 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 has graded out well. This big bugaboo is he has not been a playmaker. He had one interception or two interceptions, one or the other, coming into the season. He was not a ball hawk. He did not make plays on the ball. Can he shut guys down from time to time? Absolutely. Did a very nice job um, all through the second half of last year when they just started letting him cover the other team's best receiver. And the defense picked up uh, big time. So he's a nice player. But my big knock on him is he gives up, still gives up the deep ball too much. And he doesn't make enough plays on the ball. Well, this year, he forced a fumble against the Eagles. And then got the game-clinching interception against the Eagles. And then, obviously, last week, got the game-clinching interception by, first of all, making a very hard interception. Then actually getting a, enough of a return and barely holding and on to the ball. Still. Right. And that's the other thing. In years past, that's a fumble. That's a fumble. In, yeah. in years past, either the booth does buzz down and they overturn the call on the field, or he actually does legitimately fumble. And the Vikings, <laughs> Now, that would have won the game for the Vikings because they weren't going to get any yard. They would have been in their own 20. The game goes to overtime. However, it obviously takes away the chance for the Lions to win the game with the field goal. 
And that's the other thing. And then in years past, Jason Hansen, if he made the one that, 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 that sent the game to overtime, then he would miss the one that would, would win the game because it was a 40-yarder. It's, it's, it's not a chip shot. I mean, it was, it was a 37-yarder, but we made it a 40-yarder because Caldwell took a knee. By the way, rightfully so. I saw somebody wrote an article criticizing him for that. That's ridiculous. You absolutely just take a knee there, run the clock down to four seconds, and kick the field goal, especially when you have a good kicker like Prater. And I, I thought he actually did a really nice job there. I, I don't even think it was a debate. So, look, I, I still don't know what to make of this team. I really don't. I mean, the defense has gotten better lately, but... I don't think, I don't think anybody knows, to what, knows what to make of your team. Well, it's weird because, you know, I always thought, look, the, 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 the lines will go as far as the offensive line, the defensive line, and Stafford will take them. Well, the offensive line has played pretty well. Not great, but, but better than last year. Um, we still can't run the ball to save our lives. I mean, a five-yard gain is cause for celebration. Um, we're not throwing the ball. You're not getting a lot of chunk plays in the passing game, but we've been, but they've been efficient in the passing game, been efficient in the red zone, got a great field goal kicker, and the defense has made plays late in games, which for 40 years, except for the, except for the exception of the 1991, when I remember Ray Crockett to this day, this is how, this is how rare these plays are. In 1991, I forget what week it was. We were playing the Dolphins, and they saw Marino. Marino was still in his prime. And Dolphins drove down. We're going in for a game-winning touchdown on fourth down. Ray Crockett made a diving play bad. The ball went fourth down in the end zone to seal the game. That, that's 25 years ago. And, and that, you look at that, a team like the Patriots where they get, they get five of those plays. Uh, they, they get a five, five a game. Look they, look, they got one by an undrafted free agent who was a seventh-string guy in the biggest game of the year against the, the Seahawks two years ago. In Super Bowl history. Correct. Correct. So practice squad play exactly. So and, and I, so that play is burned in my brain because those plays like that have been so few and far between. Meanwhile, we've got a bunch of them this year. Raphael Bush sealed the game with an interception. Uh, had an interception return for a touchdown against uh, Jacksonville. Darius Slay I just mentioned. So it's been an opportunistic defense. Hasn't been a great defense. They've gotten they've had a lot of injuries. They've gotten a lot healthier. Zigiansa basically was a no show for the first half of the year because he was hurt. Um, he's starting to come on. You can see he still doesn't have any sacks. He's got a lot more pressures. He almost had a forced fumble against the Vikings. Here's the other thing. The officiating has been relatively fair. They kind of screwed us on, on the Thanksgiving Day game. I did not think that was a good pass interference call on, on Slay on the interception, which was a, could potentially a huge swing in the game because Glover Quinn returned the interception to the 20-yard line. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, first drive of the game for the Vikings. Uh, or maybe it was the second. Uh, Glover uh, passed to, I think, Laquan Treadwell. Slays there. Uh, hit, tips the ball, bounces up in the air. Glover Quinn intercepts it. Takes it about 70, 60 yards the other way. The Vikings 20-yard line. Uh, flag on the play. Interference. And Phil Simms, the most gutless wonder of all time from an announcer standpoint when it comes to criticizing officials. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard him criticize a, a bad call, ever. He puts his head in it's the rare. sand it's, it's, like it's the rare. gutless wonder ostrich that he is. Yeah, but, by the way, do you, do you tell I'm not a big fan of Philip Sims? You know, yeah. he is I, a, I know you're not a big fan. I didn't realize you were this. Uh, oh, he is an absolute disgrace. Oh, well, I mean, you talk, about, you talk about somebody who knows where his bread is buttered and is bought and paid for by the NFL. Um, I mean, he's an embarrassment. 
Anyway, with that dopey, stupid accent of his, too. Anyway. Um, not, not a fan. No, I can't stand him. And, yeah, and Jim Nance, go, 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 go do golf, something you actually know about. And get off the NFL, too, while you're those, at it. Those guys won't bother you. Um, but uh, in any event, even Phil Simms said, oh, that's a tough call. For him to even say that, you know, it's a terrible call. And to further buttress my point, I think I told you this before, guy I'm friends with that I play golf with, former back judge in the NFL, right. texted me during the game, very bad P.I. call there. Bad P.I. call. Thank you. So that could have, you know, in years past, that probably would have sunk the Lions. I'd be moaning and groaning about how the league still has it in for us uh, as far as the officiating is concerned. They did score a touchdown on that. But, but you're, as, as the Red Robots would say, you're able to move on to the next play. Well, you know what? It was that you're, one play. You stay in the moment well, it and was, move on to the next play. It was that one play. It didn't happen throughout the course of the game. The only game really so far that's been ridiculous was the game against the Titans when they called back three touchdowns against us, two back-to-back plays. And they called four penalties in a row on us after we got the ball first and goal at the one-yard line. Other than that, it's been at least fair. So, listen... I don't know what to really make of this team, other than the fact that it seems like after 40 years of terrible luck, we're getting some luck. We're getting some bounces. The quarterback continues to make plays in the fourth quarter. The kicker's been great. The punter's been really good. Special teams have been good. And defense makes enough plays. Is that enough to to be a contender? Uh, Probably not. Um, But you got to think the law of averages would say, we're going to blow someone out at some point, and we're going to get blown out at some point. Right. Both of those things will probably happen these next five games. It's hard to go a full 16-game season without that happening. Right. I mean, we look, we say this all the time. These NFL games, particularly now, they come down to one or two plays a lot of times. The, the, the margin between winning and losing is razor thin. We know this. But also, one play can also tip the game going in a, in a completely different direction. That's right. That's right. So... Um, listen, uh, if you would have told me the beginning of the year would be seven and four and in first place, I would, I, I, of course I would sign up for that right now. Um, but look, they got the Saints this weekend at New Orleans. Yeah. This will probably be the game they get their doors blown off. Cause I'll tell you this right now, this, you get a seven, nothing lead in the first, uh, half and then play like you've got a three touchdown lead with four minutes to go in the game the way Caldwell likes to play. That ain't cutting it against the Saints. You get a, you can get away with that against that scrub Sam Bradford, and then talk about talk, talk about talk about three yards and a, but, but but seriously, why does anybody think Sam Bradford's any good? Can someone please explain this to me? Not quite sure. He had thirty completions on Thursday against the Lions for two hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah, it was like five yards of completion. I mean, it, it's I mean, listen, I understand some of that is by design, but there's a reason why it's by design because they don't trust him to throw the ball down the field. Because he's not any good. I guess nobody can block for him either. He's never been. That's true. Their offensive line is decimated by injuries. No question. But he, when has he ever been good? Oh, we played the Cowboys last year. Okay. Yeah. That, that's about That's about. Uh, Save about for it. an occasional decent game here or there. My point is, when has he ever really been good? First of all, he's hurt all the time. But when he has played, he's not been good. He's only good because he was the first pick in the draft eight years ago. I mean, he's been in the league yeah. a long time now. He, he was drafted the year before Stafford was. It's been in, this is his ninth year. He was drafted in 08. Right. Anyway, so you know that kind of that that sort of. You're not the first person to echo that sentiment about. I can't. Bradford. Can't believe the Giants, uh, the Vikings, gave up a first round pick for him. It's insane. 
Um, especially, I mean, Sean Hill could do what Sam Bradford's doing for them, believe me. He can hand the ball off and let the defense try to win games the same, same way Sam Bradford does. Um, but, um, and then you made me lose my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, is that kind of the way the line's been playing very conservatively on offense? Um, that'll work against bad teams, uh, bad offensive teams anyway, and bad quarterbacks like Sam Bradford and the Vikings, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars and such. That, that, that ain't working against, uh, a good team like the Saints, a good offensive team anyway, like the Saints. So this is probably the week they get blown out. Look, they got five games left. At New Orleans, probably a loss. Chicago at home has to be a win. At the Giants, I, I think that's a coin flip game. At you guys, you guys might not need the game by then. I uh, still think that can be – I still think it's a coin flip game. And then – By the way, whenever the Cowboys play the Lions, it, you, you can just expect the unexpected. Because every game just – it's They've been pretty been, crazy. Been pretty epic in one way or the other. That's true. They've been they pretty crazy. crazy games through the years, even when one team was good. Well, That's true. Jim and the Cowboys were good. But, right. Uh, you know, even like when, you know, going back to the, the, um, the Eddie Murray. Oh, yeah. Show, that was like 1983, yeah, I yeah, think, right, or like something. Billy Sims caught like an 80-yard touchdown or something. Yeah, maybe it, was, maybe it was even James Jones, the yeah. fullback. But that time, the Lions were not very good. The Cowboys were at the top of the league at the time. Right. It's just like when those two teams get together, it's generally pretty... Oh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty insane. Pretty nuts stuff. Um, so, I mean, I, look, I think it's a winnable game, and then home against the Packers. Look, the, the bottom line is, what's probably going to happen, is we're going to... That damn last home game on New Year's Day against the Packers, we're, it's going to either be a win or go home situation. I just know it. I, I, I could just... Packers got back on track last night. I, I could just see it happening. So... You know, listen, I, it's, it's, at least I know this. I mean, I've known this for a while anyway, but I really know this now. I mean, look, quarterback is not a problem. You know, four years ago, I was, I was questioning whether or not that he was the guy after the disastrous end of the 2013 season. Um, you know, the last few years have proven that he's certainly not the problem. Right. So, um, you know, plenty oh, of, did, did, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Did you uh, catch your boy Kyle Van Noy in pass coverage for the uh, for the Patriots? I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad so you brought that up. Ten yards and interfering, of course, not getting the flag. Thank you. With the pay, you Thank know, you. The Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up because I was watching that and I did so see. For, for, so for those of you not know, Kyle Van Noy, highly touted <laughs> second round pick of the Lions uh, in 2014, uh-huh. has done. <laughs> Nothing, not a thing. No, predictably. No, not actually not particularly by by by, by the two of us because we both actually both thought he would be a, a pretty good player. I thought he was. I thought that was a good pick. But anyway, um, so players done nothing with the Lions. Of course, gets uh, gets traded for a can of beer. Yep. To the Patriots. Yep. And against the Jets, he gets beat. He gets beat so badly by C.J. Spiller. Yes, running back. Mm-hmm. Late interference. Flag, and of course, C.J. And Spiller drops right him through him. his hands. Yep. Yep. That's the charm of life. I mean, that it's like, I, I, I was I was looking at that, saying to myself, "Are Patriots you football. kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, he was beat by I don't know four or five steps. I mean, he was beat so badly. Now, now, to be fair, you're not asking a linebacker like that to cover a guy like CJ Spiller. You but if, they if, did. If no, but what I'm saying is, if CJ Spiller beats him for a touchdown, you're not going to say, "Oh, that Kyle Van Noy sucks. He couldn't stay with CJ Spiller." You, you would. No, I, say, I understand. That's a bad match. I understand that. What I'm saying is that how dare the 
the Patriots ask him to call C.J. Spiller and get, away, Spiller get, away. And get away with it. When, like you said, A, he was beat. B, he interfered with the guy clearly, blatantly. And C, C.J. Spiller still should have caught the damn ball for a touchdown. Went right through his hands. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty infuriating. So, yeah, he catches game-ending touchdowns against me in overtime last year when he was with the Saints, C.J. Spiller. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had much of a career because he's been hurt, too. But, yeah, I, that's, it's, it, it, it is amazing how guys do absolutely nothing for one team. And then, I mean, he hasn't made really any plays for the Patriots yet. Um, but, but the Patriots, I mean, who, who leads a more charmed life than the, than the New England football Patriots? Uh, nobody. Again, I don't, did you see that play that uh, where Brady fumbled the exchange? Yes. The ball bounced right back. Even yes. Though, I forget who was doing the game. Uh, uh, but even though... Whoever, whoever was doing the game, yeah, I uh, even said, I can't do that. How does that ball bounce right back? Yeah, to bounce right to him and throws a touchdown. Of course, of course, of course in the back yeah. of the end zone. Uh-huh. You know, he's of course allowed to on, on a fourth and one, but you know, fourth and less than five, he's right. allowed to be allowed to go out there and you know, oh, of course, he just have a convulsion. He can do his John Elway have a convulsion, take a step back, get convulsed, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and not get called for a have, have a seizure and, draw, and not and get called and draw the Jets off sides. Yeah, I mean. Muhammad Wilkerson, you, you got to be smarter than that, but still, nevertheless, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Same thing with Rogers. He, he's oh, of course, of course, of course. The Golden Boys—they're allowed to do whatever. They, carte Blanche, allowed to do whatever they want. So he's also the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, but yes, I, to, I mean, to be fair, the guy is the guy is probably the best, probably the best player I've ever seen. Really? Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't like saying it, right? But hmm. I, yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't. I can't argue against that point, right? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe Joe Dakota in his day. Yeah, I would say Joe, Jer- Joe Montana was unstoppable. Um, he was pretty ridiculous. I mean, to me, I would say Jerry Rice is the best player probably I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, we're splitting hairs. I mean, I think obviously you can pretty much. Uh, I think you take any of them, but, but Tommy has had the luck of the, the luck of Satan throughout his, his, his entire charmed life. Well, they, I mean, they, they they made up a rule in the middle of a playoff game for the guy. So I, I know Patriots fans could sit there and scream and moan and groan and say he was in the rule book. He was in the rule book. That's a fumble by anybody's definition. Exactly, it's the most arcane rule ever that nobody had ever heard of until, for some reason, it cropped up in a Patriots game. Completely, and it's it's completely irrelevant. That's a fumble by anybody's definition. Exactly, and it completely launched. The direction of both his the trajectory, if you will, exactly his career and that and that franchise. Exactly. So I didn't see too much of your game, obviously, because you know, as you well know, in the Hayden household, four thirty is dinner <laughs> yeah, time. That is Kathy Hayden time. Four thirty is dinner time. Uh, on th- actually five thirty to be fair is dinner time on Thanksgiving. So I got and to that see. That does not mean five thirty one, folks. Uh, no. So I got to. Well, we go out to dinner anyway. So. Um, so I got to. Um, and now I'm the chauffeur, by the way. So, I mean, Jim was so nervous for this game, by the way. We'll, we'll get to your game in a second. He, I think he had his first glass of wine at about 12.50. I mean, he was, he was a wreck for this game. So, uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm basically, I mean, he, he, he's blind as a bat now at night anyway. I mean, he, he cannot see. So, I basically, uh, I basically am I'm the designated driver now these days, which I'm happy to do. It's not like we're going far. We go maybe it's a 10 minute, 15 minute drive. Right. But um, so my point is, I got to see a little bit of, of, of the beginning of your game, and then I caught some of the, end, the game at the tail end. Um, here's all I had to see. 
Opening drive for the Redskins. They drive down the field. Um, they're about to kick a field goal and have to call a timeout for some reason. Correct. Waste a timeout in the first drive of the game. And then Dustin Hopkins, who's a pretty good kicker, of course, then misses the ensuing yeah, field goal. If I were a Redskins fan, I would have been freaking. First of all, I'd want Jay Gruden fired immediately. I mean, that is is about as poorly coached. I mean, if you want to look up the definition of a poorly coached team, just check that little sequence out. Um, so I I saw that and I was like, oh boy, okay. I guess <laughs> I guess things. This really is the Cowboys' year. Um, didn't see a whole lot. Obviously, I saw the highlights. I saw all the. Uh, I saw. By the way, your boy Terrence Williams with maybe the catch of the year. That was a great catch. Yeah, I know you're not really a big Terrence Williams fan. Uh, the guy play. He does play hard. He blocks. He really. He's. Uh, you know. He's. Again, I mean. I I believe I have a few. Not that you have to pat your pat your receivers because they'll go out there and block, but he, he does. He well, does, no, that's a rare. Not every receiver is a good known as a good blocker. He, it's a nice he's plus. a team player. He just. Uh, I think the problem I, is he's a body catcher, and it's like you know, it's as a fan, you just you get so annoyed when you, when you throw the ball when you throw the ball to him in traffic, right? Because unless he's in a position where he can catch it with his body, right? He can't go up and get the ball, right? He just he, he can't catch with his hands. I think, although he did have a big he did have a big catch in the overtime against the Eagles where he caught the ball with his hands. But I anyway. think I've got some text that may say from you that said. Terrence Williams, please get off my team. I've, uh, I've, probably I'm, more than a couple. <laughs> probably so, more than a couple. So, but anyway, that catch he made in the uh, the corner of the end zone, where he barely got his toes in, was was a, a great catch, great throw by Prescott there. Yeah. Um, that's one thing he's always, even going back to college, he's very good at, uh, at positioning himself by the sideline to get his feet in. That's one thing he's always been good at. So catching the ball, not so much. Yeah. So it looked like an exciting game. Obviously, a lot, a lot of points scored. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked like uh, Joe Montana at times in that game. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they they moved the ball up and down the field with no problem. Yeah, had some problems in the red zone. They right. missed two field goals, which is huge. Right. Oh, that, well, I mean, the, the two field goals is huge too because then Nitwit Jay Gruden decides to go for two when he shouldn't have never gone for two. Which now he also playing at that point. Up. At that point, he went for two. At that point, that wasn't a terrible decision. But when um, the you know the missed field goal, the sun was beaming right in his face. He couldn't even see the crossbars. That shade in his eyes before he kicks the ball. Uh-huh. So um, yeah. They, which one? The first missed field goal? The second was a 55-yarder. Oh, well, that's, I mean, a 55-yarder. No, I'm saying, you know, it might not have behooved him to try the field goal there. Right, right. I mean, you can't get on the kicker for missing a 55-yarder. Um, no, no, no. No, he, he, no he I know you're not. I'm just saying in general. Right. I'm just saying in general, that's not one you expect to make. 43 yards you got to make, particularly in your stadium. But they went up and down the field. It's not like it's a bad weather, you know, environment. So right. you got to make forty-three yard field goal. Especially he's he's forty-three yards. He's yeah. supposed to be a good kicker, Dustin. Well, you know, the kickers don't make field goals this year anyway. Well, he actually missed one against us too in yeah. the game we beat the Redskins, and he missed a kick against Surprise us as well. Since they think the rule is all field goals are made against the Detroit. And that's the other thing that's happened this year: is guys have missed kicks against the Jacksonville kicker missed extra point against us in the same game we had an extra point blocked. So you know, maybe the worm is turning a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, it seems to me that, I mean, that's, that's your formula all year, right? You, your offense is really good. You run the ball great. You pass the ball well enough and, and sometimes game, better than that. And they score every time they touch the ball. Right. Which, and your defense gives up a ton of yards, and they're going to give up some points. 
And uh, the offense is protecting the defense. I just I don't know how sustainable that is. Right. But it, 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 it's it's happening. The um, late in games, the offense is going on late drives and they're not settling for field goals. They're scoring touchdowns. Right. That's the reason they're winning. Yeah. Now look, and, you know, and in years past, you know, Cowboys up two scores. For instance, you know, just you know, Giants. You know, Giants. Will, you know, you know the Giants are going to score, right? And you, you know, and it's it's just a question of are the Cowboys going to be able to run the clock out? You, but you know, they're probably going to go three and out, right? Tony Romo will miss Miles Austin wide open, right? Loses the ball in the lights, and you're going to lose the game, right? Or this uh, year they're able to finish these drives. Patrick Creighton drops a huge pass, and so, yeah. just something you know, or against you know, Green Bay where the you know, they, just, they can't run out the clock, they right. can't get a first down when they need when right. they need to. That's that's this yeah, year, no, this year they're, prote- they're protecting a very compromised defense. They can't get after the quarterback at all. Right. At all. They played the run fairly well, but they uh, they can't. I mean, at this point, they're almost, um, a lot of time they're only they're only rushing three because they can't get there with four. They can't blitz at all. They're a horrible blitzing team, so they know they don't blitz. There's no mm-hmm. reason to blitz because mm-hmm. they, they get burned every time they do. It's like the Lions. nobody can get home. Mm-hmm. Scandrick's the only guy who can get home on the blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, Rushing four is not working very well. So right. a lot of times they just rush three. And the problem with that is now they're compromised in the second because they're so banged up back there. So it's just, you know, I don't know how. Look, you know, this 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 ten game winning streak has been great to watch. From you know, from sure. Um, the fact that late in games they just they, the offense just takes completely takes control of the game. Yeah. It's just uh, you know as long as it lasts, great. It's just I, I think with a, with a very very mediocre at best defense. Right. Can you keep relying on a rookie quarterback to just take control and never make a mistake right. in the fourth quarter? Which is what you're going to need, you know, late in the year and in the playoffs, right? Because um, teams are not going to give you anything. Yeah. So that's fair. I mean, I think it's definitely. I, I, don't, I don't, don't know. I don't know if it's a formula for. I mean, it's been their formula for success. Of I course. Just, I just. I'm very. Um, uh, it's like the law of yeah. Law of averages. At some point, same thing with us. It's like at some point, it's going to come back and bite. Yeah, if yeah, when you can't even put a Cousins, uh, he threw the ball fifty three times in that game. Right. I mean, they barely hit him all game. Right. He was under no pressure whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, from 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 what you know, from the highlights, extended highlights I saw, I mean, he he was back there with you know having a cup of coffee yep. and then getting rid of the ball. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's, it's look, and you've got a couple of breaks, right? The Sean Davis uh, face mask. The penalty against the Steelers was huge in that game. Huge. That guy's, that guy's played very well this year. Yeah, he made a nice tackle in the in the, the Thursday night game on uh, the great Scott Tolzien. Right. Um, right. Uh, and um, that was a great play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice play. play. It looked like he was going to bootleg in for a touchdown, right. and then uh, Sean like Davis hit him right on the goal line. Yeah, yeah that was a great play. Came came a long way, made a nice tackle. But you know, yeah, you know, like, even like you said, even 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 the Redskins game. You know, the fact that uh, he missed the field goal there early to start the game, kind of you know. Whatever it doesn't seem like much, but you know, as the game wears on, kind of changes things. When these a little games bit. all come down to the last, uh, yeah. last possession, three points here, three points there. It's, it's, that's your game. Yeah. So I mean, you, you look, and as, as I said, I'll be the first to admit, the Lions have gotten a bunch of breaks this year. So um, you know, you, you need to, you, sometimes you make your own. Sometimes you got to get a few here and there, um, and then sometimes maybe it's just your year. You never know. So uh, I mean, look, you look around the rest of the NFC. I mean, the other teams that are that, that are a problem, I mean, look, Giants are hot as, as anybody. They won six in a row. You know, they've also beaten a bunch of bad teams. I mean, right. they, they, looked ter- they didn't look particularly good beating the Browns. Uh, the they did. They, they were in control the whole game. Like, uh, they, they were. Not for one second do you think they were ever going to lose. 
No, but they didn't play great. And, you know, the week before against the Bears, they didn't look particularly good. But it looks like we've had a resurgence of JPP, though. Which is not making me very happy. Yeah, no, look, he's he's Their line's good. Their line is good. Their line is good. Um, Jonathan Hankins, good run stuffer. Uh, Snacks Harrison's ridiculous. He's very good. Uh, Olivier Vernon is is pretty good. He's way over. Gives Tyron Smith fits, by the way. He's way overpaid, but you know what? He plays both the run and the pass. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player, and obviously JPP is very good as well. Landon Collins obviously making a ton of plays for them. As as much as it pains me to say, uh, Janoris Jenkins is actually pretty good. I know. I know. Well, as a matter of fact... I think we'll be bringing him up later. Yes, we will. As a matter of fact, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with a, uh, a new segment right after this. And we are back here on the Monday Football Tuesday edition of Jamal About Sports. That, of course, was uh, the Jorge Clinton Parliament Funkadelic. Yes, indeed. And we are back. So uh, we ended talking about uh, the Giants, one of the hottest teams in the league. The other one is Miami. Um, they've also won six in a row. I actually watched a bunch of their game against San Francisco. Don't ask me why. Well, there was not a lot of great games on this past Sunday. Not. I had a bit of a gambling interest in that game, shall we say? So um, we do not promote anything of the sort. Here. No, but um, tell you, and I was very, very down on the Dolphins earlier in the year. I believe I even said at one point too, why are they even in the NFL anymore? <laughs> um, not a big Ryan Tannehill guy. Yeah, should you be? Um, but I'll tell you, and I understand that, that the 49ers are terrible. They're 1-10, and ten, and that game was probably way too close, and it needed to be. Let's just say, he just, uh, I think he just mastered the, the three other teams that are in his division. <laughs> That's right. He just, got, he just got that down. That's right. For, for those of you out there that don't know, when Miami was featured on Hard Knocks a couple of years ago, he literally didn't know what teams were in the AFC or the NFC, right? right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a whole. Why can't play against two guys in this team twice? No, I don't understand that. What's a division? Yeah, it, it was. And like uh, the, the look of Matt Moore, the backup quarterback. Yeah. Just incredible. Just, he's just incredible. How do you not know this? Much, 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 much like, much like um, John Lovitz's uh, Michael Dukakis in the sketch on Saturday Night Live. I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. How am I, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. Exactly. After Dana Carver did it, thousand points of light. Key stay the course, thousand points of light. Uh, Senator Dukakis, any response? I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. Yeah, that was Matt Moore's face, basically. He's like, really? I'm going to lose my job to this kid? <laughs> Unbelievable. He doesn't even know what a division is in football. Um, but uh, in any event, they uh, Dolphins got a nice little thing going there. They, uh, I mean, they were pretty much left for dead, and rightfully so. They've got a really nice receiving core brewing with a uh, young receiving core at that with uh, Jarvis Landry, the, the, the lesser heralded uh, duo from LSU. Uh, Devontae good, Parker, good football player. really good football player, Jarvis Landry. He's not, you know, a speed burner by any stretch, but catches everything, blocks, plays hard, runs going, hard. Going back to draft day, if I had to pick between those two, between him and OBJ, I probably would have gone with Landry if I had to go to my head if I had to pick one. Yeah, Jarvis two. Landry is sort of like a bigger version of uh, Golden Tate. Yeah. 
That's that's what he reminds me of. Uh, great between the chains guy. Um, gets tough. every yard he can. Real tough. Yeah. Um, and then Devontae Parker, uh, who looked like he was going to be a bust, the kid out of Louisville, is starting to really come yeah, on. Really I was a big fan of him coming and out. And Kenny Stills, he drops every other pass, but if he's your third receiver and he's out on the field to essentially be a deep threat, you can kind of live with that. Um, Deion Sims, a big tight end out of Michigan State, is not bad. And obviously, the JHIs had a really nice year for them. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'll give Adam Gates, their head coach, credit. Uh, everybody was killing him. He was a first-year guy. He came from the Bears. You're like, why, why would you hire Adam Gaze as your head coach? He came from the Bears. What the Bears have ever done? He was their offensive coordinator. Big deal. Um, but they completely revamped their offensive line. Uh, it's made a huge difference. Um, I think they cut two starters, as a matter of fact. Yeah, about obviously, they've invested heavily with the last few years. They have. Juwan James, Juwan James and Brandon Tunsil. Albert and Laramie Tunsil. Exactly. Uh, they have one of the Pouncey twins as well. Um, but it's made a huge difference, and um, you know what, JHI, same thing. You know, he he was a healthy scratch, I think, like week two because they said he, his attitude was not right, and uh, that was a wake up call. And he's played great. I mean, I know he had the two huge back to back two hundred yard games, but even in the, the games since then, he hasn't put up huge numbers, but he's gotten some big first down runs late in games to help seal wins for them. Um, so you know, they, they've been impressive. I mean, look, six games in a row, six games in a row. Even though some of, again, like the Giants, it's come against some, some not-so-great teams, but um, nevertheless. And you know what? i got to tell you. Uh, the last play of that game, uh, I don't know if you saw it, against the 49ers. So uh, Colin Kaepernick actually played a really good right, game. Did, yeah, I did see the last play. Yeah, well, you saw him drag him down from behind. One, the, the Dominican Sioux. Yeah, I mean, the guy, I have to, I, you know, I was, I was watching him a fair amount because I was interested to see, A, if he's still being targeted by the officials and B, is he still playing hard? The guy's playing his butt off. He really is. And he's still really good. Um, you know, is he... I think, by the way, if, uh, if Sue was making a tackle, I think he's still... I think Kaepernick's yeah, still think getting... He's still not scoring on Kiko Alonso probably would have made the play also, but... It's a great hustle. To watch, to watch a 310-pound guy rush all the way up the field to try to sack the quarterback, double back and drag him down from behind two yards short of the goal line, yeah, it's, it's impressive effort. And that kind of stuff is infectious, so carries over the rest of the team. Um, so now that we've given some guys some props, it wouldn't be uh, a Jamal about sports if we didn't um, get on some guys. So Correct. I've created a new list. We're, we're not all about positivity. <laughs> I've created a new list called the Impossible to Root for All-Stars. Uh, the idea came to me, shockingly enough, after I was watching the highlights of your game on Thursday when I watched... Two of probably the most unlikable players in the NFL, Des Bryant and Josh Norman, in the lovely spirit of Thanksgiving, really keeping it all in perspective and, and no, on to have a good firm grip on reality and what's going on in the world. Watch those two clowns embarrass themselves, their teams, and the sport. I am so sick of all these millennial jackasses and their... Me, 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 yeah, I mean, the two of these Josh idiots. Norman does have that effect on people. Josh Norman is a complete jackass. I am not, I am not dismiss, uh, uh, absolving him of any blame here. But, you know, Des has been in the league long enough to know, or should be, 
He should be smart enough to know now not to get into it with this idiot Josh Norman. So anyway, we're going to go around. We'll go to, uh, uh, by position here. Right. So wide receiver, um, Des, as bad as, 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 as he is, uh, first and foremost is Odell Beckham Jr. I, I can't stand this guy on a level that is un- – and by the way, I was actually an OBJ supporter, defender, and fan. I actually did think he was getting a raw deal from the officials early in the season. But the fact that he has doubled down on his idiotic behavior, I can't take and it anymore. There's a lot of meaning. That guy's so good, though. He's excellent. He's so good. Well, no, look. And he, he, you know, he's like, it's like he's playing on a, di- a different speed than everybody look, else. Look, keep in mind the, 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 the title. It's the impossible to root for all-stars. These aren't scrubs. Right. These are guys that are really good. Yeah. They're super talented. But I find that they are impossible to root for. I might almost rather lose without them than win with them. That's how obnoxious and annoying and embarrassing these are. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., from his ridiculous uh, end zone celebrations, and, and it, again, it's all about me with him. There's, there's a difference between celebrating and having your teammates get involved. Actually, he, just, he, he's putting way too much thought on what he's going to do once he scores. And it's all about, and again, it's all about him. It's me, 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 me. I'm the only one who made this happen. The line didn't have to block. The backs didn't have to pick up a blitzer. Eli didn't have to make the throw. It's look what I did, everybody, because I'm a a coddled millennial, and only my feelings matter, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to blame this on the millennials. I like it. Uh, absolutely. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm going there. Right. Oh, I am going there. Yeah. Go get your participation trophy okay. and go home. Um, oh, I'm going to do it, says, says <laughs> Jebediah Atkins. <laughs> so, so, OBJ, I mean, from his ridiculous, you know, making out with the sideline net, kicking the sideline net, you know, the kicking net on the sideline rather. He's just being passionate. He's just, he loves the game of football. I mean, this is what I mean. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. I mean, the guy literally... He, he, he kicked the kicking net on the sideline in one of his little temper tantrums, and then the thing fell down and hit him on the head. Then, like, the next week, he tried to make a joke about it, and he, like, basically made out with the thing and then, like, fake proposed to it or something like that. You know, his ridiculous hair, everything about him just screams, me, look at me, look at me, 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 me. Like, like Jerry Super when he was wearing the man for, oh, love me! <laughs> Look at me! Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, right, exactly. So that's Obel Dickham Jr. He leads uh, it all. What was that guy's name again? Um, uh, Carlo? No. Um, Silvio. Silvio? Silvio, maybe? The name of the super on the yeah, episode yeah, of Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. I think and it was, was Silvio. I that was... Uh, Newman was, was having a Joe Mayo's party. That's correct. But and unfortunately... That's right. And they and Putty and Joe Mayo both had the same man fur. Correct. Um, <laughs> Love me, want me. Right. Yes. Uh, so he's number one. Dez is my is my opposite wideout uh, for for reasons that I mean just wait, speak wait, for wait, themselves. Wait, he's got a nice track record. Um, again, very nice player, really good player. But boy, is it all about him. I mean, nobody has a better meme, crybaby, crying, whining face than Des Bryant. He does have a, have a good one. <laughs> I mean, he has got that, oh, like, I mean, oh, my God, I can't believe how wrong I just was. Um, and then the third. I argues for flags a little bit too much. Yes. And then the third of this trio is Deshaun Jackson. Oh, he's the worst. He, he enrages me to know him. So, so, first of all. Just score. Just get in the end zone, you jackass. But wait, so 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 this is what this is what uh, 
So, for those of you who didn't see the game on Thursday, he caught a long bomb against the Cowboys, and instead of just running into the end zone, first of all, you're losing the game, number one, jackass. Second of all, this is the same idiot who in college, when he was on Cal, tried to get nice before he scored, dropped the ball, and ended up not being a touchdown. So you'd think he'd learn his lesson, right? No, 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 no. Against the Dallas football Cowboys. When he was on the Eagles, Monday Night Football against the Cowboys, catches, what was it, like an 80-yard bomb or something like that? Instead of just running into the end zone and, God forbid, handing the ball to the ref and acting like you've been there before, he has to get nice again and drops the ball before he crossed the uh, the goal line and before he went into the end zone. So this idiot has two of these on his resume now, two in his career, one in college and one in the pros. So on Thursday against your squad, catches a long bomb. Again, they're losing the game as well. Instead of just running into the end zone, he has to get nice, man, and turn around and kind of taunt the Cowboys secondary. I would have been, I remember when he did when he ran the punt back against the Giants uh, like five years ago. When he was on the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he got to the goal line, then he, then he went uh, he went, he went parallel or yeah, he went parallel or horizontal. Yeah. I mean And he wasn't doing it to run out the clock. No, he, he was wasn't. Doing it that, that's what he do. He's a total showboat. First of all, first of all, and I'm putting him on this list. he's such a one-trick pony. I mean, the next time he catches a a tough pass in traffic will be the first. Uh, He's just, he's a total one-trick pony. He's always banged up and hurt. Um, You know, he gives him, never gives, rarely gives max effort unless the ball's coming his way. Um, I mean, he's unlikable on a lot of different levels. At least I'll say this about Des. Des Des plays hard, and he plays hurt. Um, And same thing for OBJ. D-Jax, you, I, you couldn't get that. Uh, you couldn't get that guy off my team fast enough that he was uh, he was on uh, on one of my teams that I rooted for. Yeah, yeah. Well, particularly if you're spending most of the time on the sideline. Well, again, but it's just it's the attitude. Again, it's 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 more well, important. He's, a he's one of my he's one of my least favorite players. Yeah. So um, so that's number one. Number two. So that's the wide receiver group, and then we'll go to the cor- corner back group. Uh, number one on the list is Josh Norman. Yeah. Uh, this he's guy, such he's such a jackass. I mean, you know, I mean, now look, it, to be fair, it's kind of funny when, when Dez was like, I'm going to put out a film of, of, of him and, and how to beat him and whatever. Did you hear about that whole thing? What, the, the comments after the game? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was apparently going to take He probably didn't remember like which plays Norman covered him. Well, I mean, first of all, it's not like Dez had a huge game against them, first of all. And some of them were zoned, and yeah, I think Dez didn't even have 100 yards in the game, did he? I mean, he had a nice game. Yeah, he had a good game. He all, there was also a play where he beat him, he torched him, but uh, the press guy didn't see him. Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't, you know, so that's great. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be carping about how you beat a guy if you didn't, if you didn't get the ball. Get right, the ball. if you actually didn't get him. I mean, it doesn't really count, you know, so. But anyway, Josh Norman, uh, he, he, you know, He's been – his act has grown extremely tiresome. Um, and then the other one is Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins is such a jackass. And he is such a jackass. He has, has been ever since he stepped into the league. So the best is – was in college too. Oh, yeah. He got kicked out of Florida State. Florida, I believe. I think he was on University of Florida. Yeah, I think he was in University of Florida. He finished his career like uh, – South Florida? South – no, South Alabama or Alabama State or some, some – one double-A school. He went to go to one double A school. So yeah, he was a two guy coming out of college. Got uh, suspended for a game his rookie year, I think, when he was with the Rams. 
um, for, you know, for acting like a knucklehead. Um, uh, has a big mouth. He's on Twitter every two seconds. Um, well, so these Twitter accounts need to be taken away from all, all of guys. them. All of them. Well, I mean, you know, well, Twitter, Twitter should basically be taken. Well, away look, from everybody. Well, I mean, hey, El Presidente elect is uh, all over Twitter, so that's a good thing. Um, so save uh, that for another day. Uh, so, um, oh, I mean, it's very dignified. Um, and, and in any event, bigly. yes, yes, bigly. it's bigly, bigly uh, dignified. Um, there was a story about, uh, apparently he got into it with Steve Smith when um, Steve Smith was on Carolina and he was on the Rams. Oh, that was, this was a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. Smith yeah. absolutely beat him down. When I say beat him down, not physically, like fisticuffs. He just just killed him all game long. Yeah. I mean, just got open, caught balls on him all game long and then told him about it. And not him, but talked to reporters about it in the locker room afterwards. It was awesome. Um so those guys are uh, my starting corners on the impossible to root for all stars, and then at quarterback number one is I mean you talk about the king of millennials and everything that's wrong is Cam Newton. I mean that guy. There's I mean, eh, listen. I understand the guy plays hard, and and I and I it's will, all about him. It is it all, is all about and I will even shit. and I will even and I will even be on his side when he says that. There are a lot of times he gets hits and he doesn't get calls. I mean, we know Brady and Rodgers and some of the other. Yeah, he, see, he sees film with those two guys. He must be going out of his mind. Right. So that's fair. But guess what? Ben Roethlisberger also takes a big pounding, too, and he doesn't say boo. And I'm not exactly a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan as from a character standpoint. Um, but, I mean, all you have to do is see Cam in the Super Bowl, uh, his, po- his little uh, temper tantrum after the Super Bowl last year. Listen, I get it. It's, it you're embarrassed. You had a terrible game. You, you barely tried to go after a fumble late in the game. Uh, it was a bad look. Your team, I, I get it. But, you know, oh, me, it was all about him. Me, 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 me. Right. Uh, everything about him screams. You, you, you think Thomas Davis, who came back from two. With a broken arm. With a broken arm and has come back, has overcome two ACL surgeries on both knees in his career. You think he felt bad, Cam? He, he's a, he's a Only you, player. right? Only you Thomas felt Thomas bad. Davis, by the way, all time Love that guy. Love him. Could play on my team any day of the week. But yeah, but only Cam. It only felt bad for Cam. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite the millennial post. Oh, my God. And then, and then finally... You uh, do you. Yeah, you do exactly. You. Exactly. Exactly. And then finally, you know, you listen, you don't get to do your Superman routine when you're up 41-10 on a terrible Tampa Bay team, you know, in week seven. And then when you get your ass handed to you, you know, you got to stand up there like a man and a- and answer the questions. Don't act like a little baby. And then number and, and then the other quarterback on my all impossible to root for all stars is Tom Brady. I mean, Tommy? Yeah, absolutely. This mo- has it been a more smug player in the history of the NFL than Tom Brady? Uh, and his probably. fake his fake uh, his fake tough guy uh, sideline histrionics act. When his team's up twenty-eight nothing against some sad sack team, and somebody drops a pass, and he's stomping up and down the sidelines. Look at what a competitor I am, everyone! Yeah, <laughs> well, please. You can't, you can't argue with the track record. This again, this is not about performance. All these guys are really good players. It's about the way they behave and conduct themselves on the field. Same thing. I mean, was anybody more annoying than Dan Marino? God forbid you give up a sack, oh, Dan Marino, right. Phil Sims. Every, every incompletion is yelling at his receivers. Correct, Phil Sims. God forbid, boy, he'll let you know about it. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so like Timothy Griffin, he's not really an all-star anymore, so I don't know if he qualifies, but he's... He's not even an NFL player as far as I'm concerned anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's not even relevant. I mean, these guys, you have to at least be playing... What about, what about, uh, what about Aaron, Aaron Bludges? Um, yeah, I find, pretty, I find him pretty insufferable. He's pretty insufferable. Yeah, I'll throw him on the list. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, okay. He gets to be on the list. Sure. Fine, fine by me. Can we throw some, some people retroactively on there? Um, I mean, people we've mentioned before, but I'm mentioning them again. Uh, we can't talk about this if we're not going to talk. Bring out uh, Mr. Ty Ty Barber. <laughs> well, I mean, serious. Yeah, Tiki Barber is pretty One tough to take. One of players in the history of the National Football League. Uh, uh, and then we can also include his moron teammate Brandon Jacobs, who I—he's he, one of the most hated players of all time. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, world's fattest cheerleader. He did have some good years. He did have some good years. Well, he again, he wasn't a scrub. Again, part of the criteria for this list is you have to be a good player. Right. You have to actually be good. And the whole point is that these guys are really good, but they're impossible to root for because their on-field slash off-field uh, personalities are you, you, you can't stand behind it. You can't get behind it. Jacobs is just the worst. Yeah. So uh, as we tend as we uh, come to the top of the hour here, and we are going to wrap up. Um, we're going to give a, a hero uh, award for the week and a zero award for the week. Wow. Yeah. So the hero would lots be... Of, lots of innovations going on. Yes. Here. So the hero would be Terrell Pryor in keeping Terrell Pryor senior. <laughs> Excuse me. Terrell Pryor. football player, by the way. I, I, you know, yeah. I watched most of that game, so I really got an extended look at Terrell Pryor. Well, that was good. Shocking. Really surprised. I shouldn't say so- shocking, but surprising. Guy played quarterback at Ohio State. Didn't look like he was going to have much of an NFL, of, of an NFL career. And has turned himself into a really nice wide receiver. It's like his third, fourth year in the league. I think so, but I mean, remember, you know, it's his first full year really as a wide receiver. He's, he's got almost a thousand yards playing for the Browns. He's literally played seven quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in keeping with sort of the, the the flip side to the coin of the impossible to root for all stars, Janoris Jenkins, of course, had to come at him on Twitter, man, is after right? the game because that's what he does. Uh huh. So yeah. Terrell Pryor's response was, "You're a nice player. You had a good game. God bless. Good luck." Yeah. Thank you. That, no, I believe he's a free agent, by the way. Terrell uh, Pryor? Yeah. Really? Story, I think. Hmm. Interesting. But, a, he'll, he'll wow. Be, if that's the case, he will be commanding Amazing. a bit of money. He actually acted like a grown-up. He didn't have to get into a Twitter war, man. He actually just... Oh. Yeah. So, he, he would be my hero for the week. My zero for the week would be Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Sr., who founded Liberty University, that hypocrite religious kook. His son, Jerry Falwell Jr., and a gentleman by the name of Ian McCall. Now, Ian McCall just got named the new athletic director at Liberty, which is uh, the only person I ever knew who played in the NFL from Liberty was Eric Green. Right. Right? right. Tight end from the Steelers. Big uh, tight yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody else who might have played. So, anyway, that's irrelevant. So, Ian McCall just got named the new athletic director at Liberty University. So, Jamal, what's the big deal? Who cares? Well, Ian McCall... Uh, most recent job was the athletic director at Baylor, Baylor. University, um, which literally excellent tracker the record the last few years. Yes, literally, I believe it's up to nineteen uh, cases of either rape or gang rape by football players against female students at the at Baylor University. Right, um, this guy was the athletic director while this was happening, um, and these cases were reported to the university. The coach said nothing. The Ken, athletic... Ken Starr. You listening? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that paragon of virtue, Ken Starr, Mr. Special Prosecutor 
for the uh, for Bill Clinton. Yeah, of course, is the president of Baylor University while all this is going on. Pretty, Shocking. Pretty Shocking. So, and then it's so fitting that this guy, of course, gets a nice soft landing. This Ian McCaw gets to go to Liberty University. And Jerry Falwell Jr. with his straight face says, well, of course, I mean, we have no issues hiring him. Maybe he has a great track record at Baylor. Look what they've been able to do on the football field. So, there you go. Yeah. Talk, talk about tone death. Holy crap. Exactly. Holy but, I mean, it, it, you know, they, but they're very good Christians there, Aaron, at oh, Liberty sure. University. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Just ask them. Yep. Exactly. That's so... That is all for this week. Uh, we thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy another week of sports, and peace out.